It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Glad that you have joined us today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary in Aurora here in Colorado. Taking your calls and questions both on the phone and on our dedicated text line. To join us on the air is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or to text a question in uh, that we will use for filler if we need to, the dedicated texting line is 720-336-0897, and we're taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. If you're joining us on Grace FM Radio Network, welcome. You're listening live to today's broadcast. If you're listening to the Hope FM Radio Network on the East Coast, then this is a one-week delay. You're listening to last week's program, if you hear my voice, uh, on the East Coast. And that doesn't mean, though, you can't call in. So whenever the show is on, call in, and the host will take your call and process it and do our best to get you on the air. 303-690-3000 is the number. This is taking your calls and your questions, talking about the things of the Lord. Last night we finished a book of the Bible in our Bible study on Wednesdays. Uh, we finished the book of First Kings. Uh, we did First Kings much faster than we did the book of John on the weekends. And that means whenever we finish a book of the Bible, the very next week, we're going to start a new book of the Bible. And on our midweek Bible study, we're going through the Old Testament together. So we'll be in Second Kings. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with the Bible, you know in First Kings, we open up with David dying <clears throat> and passing over the kingdom to his son Solomon. And so the book of Kings begins with a united kingdom. But by the time we get to the end, and it's really not too far into the book of Kings, where we have a divided kingdom, and at the end of the end of First Kings, not only is a divided kingdom, but two separate bad kings are ruling over the north and the southern kingdoms. Uh, and a lot of the back end of the book of First Kings is about the prophet Elijah and his interactions with King Ahab and his rotten wife Jezebel. So Ahab was a rotten, rebellious king, uh, and Jezebel was a rotten, rebellious king's wife. They led the nation of Israel away from the Lord into rank idolatry. Uh, and leadership is everything. I know that in our culture, there's much to be made when it comes to the uh, need for good leadership, but the Bible teaches that long before it became culturally acceptable, uh, that leadership is everything. Uh, leadership in the home, leadership in the workplace, leadership in the world, leadership with those that are in authority, and leadership within God's God's kingdom, leadership by the time we get to the New Testament, in the church, the characteristics and the qualities of spiritual leadership, and and so the nations of Israel and Judah 
are thrown into disarray because of bad leadership. And so are homes thrown into disarray. So are churches. Uh, so are companies. Uh, and and it, good leadership doesn't necessarily mean you have a <clears throat> superb leadership gifting or a superb leadership skill. It simply means that you're obeying God and living for Him and living with Him uh, in relationship. That the skills of leadership of what God has given you to oversee are given to you by Him. And there's wisdom in the Bible. And there's much to learn. 303-690-3000. There's a text here uh, that expresses some appreciation for the ministry here and how we've been a blessing in their lives. So thank you for sending that in. Uh, let me see. That's an area code that is n- I'm not familiar with. What is that area code? 936. Let's find out. Give me a call. We have open lines starting a little slow in our show today. Uh, 303-690-3000. Then text me 720-330-3360897. So th- area code 936 is a Texas area code, Nacogdoches, Huntsville. So God bless you. Um, and of course, you could be here and you moved from Texas, but God bless you in Texas uh, that the Lord would use the ministry here to encourage you. What an honor uh, and a privilege. 303-690-3000. So at any rate, if you want to hear the Bible study last night, we talked about betrayal. We talked about lying uh, We the, because the text talked about that. Uh, we talked about the uh, briefly the gift of discernment or the discerning of spirits uh, as it relates to uh, being able to tell the right from wrong uh, because the the servant that had come uh, to uh, be a messenger to Ahab asked for the prophets to come and Ahab gave him his own prophets like men that were loyal to him and then he asked then he sensed something wasn't right with them uh, he sensed something just wasn't right and asked for a real prophet. And then Ahab says, I don't like him uh, because he always, I hate him because he tells me the truth. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, we were going through that. So give me a call. Lines are wide open, 303-690-3000. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. Here's a question that came in on the text line. Does God really predestine who is going to be saved and who isn't? The answer is yes. That's what the Bible teaches, that God, according to his foreknowledge, uh, is able to predestine uh, who is saved. He knows who is saved. Uh, if so, why even create people who reject him? Uh, well, don't misunderstand the, the doctrine of predestination uh, to take it to its uh, illogical, or it's actually its logical but non-biblical extreme of something that is teaching double predestination, where God predestines some to be saved, and he also predestines most of the people in the of, of the population that's ever lived to be damned with no hope of salvation. That is not taught in the scriptures. Um, there is a passage in the book of Romans that starts out, what if God wanted to do this? Um, you know, wh- who would we be to accuse him? Uh, but it doesn't say that he does do it. Paul's making an argument on the sovereignty of God. Uh, and so 
he doesn't I don't do not believe uh, in the doctrine of p- double predestination uh, at all anywhere in the scriptures um, that God would create some and have no hope um, that would render evangelism uh, a for those that hold to that view that would render evangelism as dishonest now if you ask someone that has that view why do you evangelize they'll say because the Bible tells me to and so I'm going to obey. But in reality, then why would God evangelize people that he created? Well, what's the point of God evangelizing those that he purposely created to go to hell and with no hope? That would be lying to them, telling someone that they're created to die uh, and fuel the fires of hell and say, but if you believe, you'll be saved. That's just foolishness. That, that just doesn't make any biblical sense. Um, but yes, predestination, I cover that. If you go to calvaryaurora.org, uh, you can put in the search engine uh, predestined or go through the Romans uh, 9, 10, and 11 and just find those studies. And we went through that. And yes, the answer is yes. Uh, why would he create people that, um, that would reject him? Because he created people with a free will choice, a free choice. Uh, and so he created people to make that choice. And there will be no one standing before God being able to blame God for their rejection of him. Uh, they can't say to God, well, you didn't give me life. Uh, you, you didn't give me a chance. Uh, you didn't. Uh, indeed, he did, and he does. There are people listening right now uh, to this radio broadcast that have been given the choice to embrace God, to confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, and to believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead. And they refuse. And because of that refusal, um, they will pay the price for that in all of eternity. 303-690-3000. We have Stephanie on the line, line number one in Parker, Colorado. Stephanie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. I just wanted to call in today. I've called a couple times before, and in August I went through a kidney transplant, and it went phenomenally well. And I just wanted to say... I know that people, that you guys have prayed for me, and I've had a lot of friends and family and everyone just supporting me and praying for me through this. And just going into the surgery, and after the surgery, there's been a lot more peace than I thought there would be. I thought I'd be really scared and everything. And I really, I had a, like like it talks about in Philippians, the peace that passes understanding. And I just... The faithfulness of the people to pray for me and of everybody else supporting me and helping me through this has been amazing. And the work God's done just in my body and my life and how I'm doing now, it just, it's really amazing. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful to hear, Stephanie. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and pray and, and rejoice uh, with you in prayer. Uh, Father, I thank you for this testimony of Stephanie and and how you have been with her every step of the way in this very scary time. Uh, and we're also grateful and thankful, God. We, we aren't uh, in any way going to forget your mercies and your goodness in helping this transplant surgery to be a success. And so, God, we know that you have given Stephanie another lease on life, another opportunity to live out her years for your glory and your goodness and I pray that you would continue to use this story to encourage many other, uh, many other people fighting battles with cancer, fighting battles with uh, transplants, and, uh, and and the need for a transplant. I remember 
Lord, even my father being on that list uh, and waiting and waiting and waiting. And just while those people are waiting, they need to be encouraged uh, that there is hope uh, and there is opportunity at the very end. So continue to use Stephanie, continue to strengthen her, Lord, and uh, use this testimony in a way that will glorify your name and bring all attention to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. That's great news. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Dwayne's calling from the High Plains, uh, probably somewhere in Colorado. Welcome to the program. Actually, Pastor Ed, my name is Wani. Oh, is it with a J? <laughs> it's a J. It's Wani. Wani. Oh, okay. I, they yeah. put it with a D, but that's all right. What's up? That, well, here's my question. And first, I'd like to thank you for... Um, your ministry. I listen to um, Grace FM every day. Um, so a young person baptized, faithful to the Lord in their teens, something happened, war happened to them. They were in the military. They came out of the military just um, very confused because, as a medic, saw many young people die that were not Christians and even Muslims, and now they are living a very carnal life, um, fornication, alcohol, you know. So I just need some clarity about their salvation. I mean, they're not living at all for Christ, involved in a relationship where um, the person they're living with um, has embraced Buddhism. Okay. And I just, you know... a question because everybody well, tells pers- me once saved always saved doesn't matter how they live after their baptism they're saved well the person you're describing um, is in one of two categories uh, they're they're either a saved person that's in a severe backslidden state like Jesus described with the prodigal son uh, or uh, being baptized as a child and being raised religiously, um, they were never truly born again. They just went through the rituals, and he's an unbeliever acting uh, normally. Um, mm-hmm. And the the things that they saw in the military just pushed them over the edge and hardened their hearts. And mm-hmm. and so bec- because we don't know, I don't want to give anyone like that a false sense of assurance in their lives. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Uh, first of all, I don't like the phrase "once save, always save" because. The, the reality is, is it's better to talk about the nature of salvation, right? The nature of salvation is eternal life, so that a person that's born again is born again, and that happens one time. It doesn't have six times. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen 15 times. It mm-hmm. happens one time. Uh, and so I wouldn't give this person a false assurance of their salvation based on their baptism, that that gives them permission, or the definition of the Bible, you know, that says um, salvation is eternal, um, that it gives permission to live any way you want. You know, the person that you describe is in a very dangerous place um, yeah. spiritually. And rather than talk about whether they're saved or not, I just want to talk about how they're... I, I would, If I had the chance to talk to them, I would talk about how they're living right now. How does that line up with God's desire? Um, how, how does that live up with their understanding of the love of God? And, you know, if they came back and said, if 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 that person was talking to me and they came back and said, well, you know, I got baptized as a child. Yeah. You know, I would just, I would shoot that out of the water right away because 
the the reality of how they're using that. You know, the Bible says, Paul even asked the question in Romans, he said, shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? And he said, certainly not. Um, yeah. But the core, you know, the core issue that we do know is that he has been severely hurt and mentally wounded uh, mm-hmm. and emotionally wounded by what he's had to see. It's it's not unlike um, what our police officers have to deal with every day uh, or our firefighters or our doctors, the kind of trauma that that he's had to experience on the battlefield, the kind of, you know, what they've termed PTSD. That's real. Um, that's not... Um, a phony condition. It's real. Many people wrestle with it, and especially uh, from the military. And if I had a chance to talk to him, I I would really want to minister to him about that part of his life, because I think if we could touch the wounded part of his life and watch God begin to heal him by the transformation of his mind, I think the rest of his behavior would change one way or the other. He'd either get saved and commit himself to the Lord, or he would rededicate himself to the Lord. Either one if we don't if we don't pay attention to that brokenness in his life and we just talk over it like it's no big deal uh we're going to miss the opportunity where god you know the bible says in the psalms that god is near the brokenhearted and yeah. it sounds like you're it sounds like this young man has chosen <clears throat> all sorts of things to deal with that pain and all sorts of things that have actually are in the process of backfiring on him. They're not helping him. They're not healing him. Uh, they're not getting him closer to the God that loves him and created him. Uh, and, you know, by the lifestyle that he's living, I would be very, very concerned, and I would call him to account for any kind of relationship that he claims to have with God. Okay. long, <clears throat> but... I'm I'm sorry, but because, your phone is breaking up. It's horrible. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, thank you. Bye bye. I'm sorry your cell phone started breaking up, um, but you know the reality of of the the nature of salvation in relationship to how we live our life today. If someone says, "Well, I'm saved and I can do whatever I want," that's not necessarily consistent with, I mean, it's not necessarily, it's not consistent with the true abiding relationship that comes with Jesus. However, people do have prodigal experiences. If if we didn't, the nation of Israel would turn away from the Lord. If, if that wasn't true, it wouldn't be throughout the Bible. Um, and we all have prodigal existence, small and large. And Lord, help us by his mercy and grace uh, to keep us close. Even the church in Ephesus that was so strong, so fruitful. Uh, in the book of Revelation, what did Jesus tell them? You left your first love. Um, John would, um, uh, is it John or is it Jude? Let me see. Uh, to, the Bible admonishes us to keep ourselves in the love of God. Uh, and it's Jude chapter 1, verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So I pray God for this person. Uh, who's obviously traumatically, has been traumatically damaged and hurt by their commitment to serve in the military and just watching um, horrific things and having to experience them. I pray that you would do the work of healing in their life, Lord. And I'm thankful for men like Randy, uh, who has also experienced trauma. Uh, Some of it he hasn't even shared. It's between him and you, Lord. It's so traumatic. 
and and instead of of recoiling and shriveling up and and running away from you god he has reached out and begin to minister to people uh that have ptsd uh, and 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 I, even if it's not a military thing um but you know we're all walking wounded in one way or another god so i just ask you to show mercy on us and show mercy on this young man lord bring him to the point uh, that that your word says don't you know that the goodness of god leads to repentance in jesus name amen amen let's move on to line 3 is Carl. Carl's calling from Golden, Colorado. Carl, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for taking the call. You're welcome. What's up? I have a prayer request. So I started a new job uh, with a new electrician company as a apprentice electrician and uh, work with a bunch of new guys. And today I got a lot of one-on-one time with a guy named Austin. Um, We got to share the gospel with him and share my testimony with him. And... So I just wanted to pray, and he received it really well. And I invited him to come to one of my Bible studies or to come to church with me. Um, and there's another guy in the crew, uh, Gabe, who I, I keep having these moments where I could minister to him, but I fall back into fear and don't. So just prayer for myself, for Gabe, for Austin. I just seems like the Lord's put me in a place where I, I, I seem that these guys come to me. But they, these guys are like after a few days already like opening up to me about their lives and some of their struggle and and I wasn't really expecting that and so I, I feel like the Lord wants to use me there and, and there's times where these guys are a little bit intimidating I'm falling into fear a little bit so um, okay prayer, prayer for boldness and peace and and um, and love for them yeah you know I'm reminded of root. I'm, I'm reminded of Queen Esther, you know, where she was put in the kingdom, and, and there's a passage in the Bible that says um, that, that Esther was told, who knows if you were called for such a time as this? Uh, and I think of Daniel, you know, how Daniel was put into a, a very strategic place to, to, to minister to many people, Joseph, um, on and on that list goes. And here you are in this new job, and, and who, I wonder, uh, we don't know yet, but I wonder what prayers... Were, are being answered by you giving being given this new job, you know, and and you wanted a new position and you got the new position and you needed to care for your family, but at the same time, I bet you somebody's been praying for your new coworkers. Lord, would you just send somebody to them? Would you just bring someone into their life? And then, bam, there you are. You showed up right at the right time, and uh, that's encouraging. Uh, so, let's pray. Okay. Uh, Father, I, I ask for my brother Carl as you put him in this place. Um, I especially heard in his voice a, a sense of fear sometimes where, you know, we do feel inadequate. Uh, I know even coming to this radio broadcast time time after time, Lord, I don't feel like I'm adequate enough to know all the answers or somebody's going to ask a question that I just don't know. And, and yet, at the same time, God, I'm open to the work of your Holy Spirit, just like my brother Carl. And so keep him open to the Holy Spirit, God. That yes, we are inadequate. We feel inadequate because we are. But you, you indwell us and you are faithful. I remember Jesus, you told the disciples that when they're brought before rulers and authorities, you told them, don't worry about what you're going to say because it's going to be given to you in that moment. And so I pray that into Carl's life, God, that as he goes through those feelings of fear and inadequacy, um, that, that you would establish him and even use him in his fear. Uh, he doesn't have to eliminate the fear, 
in order to be used by you. He can just walk in it and say, you know, I'm, I don't know about this. I'm not sure, but I'm going to take the next step. And so I just pray that into his life, God, as he, as he's faithful. And I thank you for giving in this job. Uh, he needs it. Uh, he's wanted it. And now you've given it to him and give him success that you might use him in a wonderful way in this workplace and beyond in Jesus name. Amen. All right, bro. Thanks for calling. I think we might have lost him, but praise the Lord for all that the Lord is doing in his life. 303-690-3000 is the number. Ah, let's try to take Ray on line one from Greeley, Colorado. Ray, welcome to the program. Yes, sir. Yes, but Hi, Ray. You're on the air, brother. Uh, I got a prayer request. Uh, okay. For my daughter, Diana, okay. and uh, I appreciate if you'll pray for her, you know. I, uh, I'm i not a, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I go to church, and I'm a man of God, and yes. my Lord knows that my heart is for him. Yes. And uh, my daughter, she goes to this Catholic church. Okay. And he, I'm kind of concerned, you know, because she worshiping like the Virgin Mary and praying to other stages. And my Lord then told me that they know other Savior, but he and him alone. And uh, I would like for you to pray for her, you know. Okay. Name is Diana Mata. Let's and, do that right now. Uh, that she can get to know the Lord, the yes. real Lord Jesus Christ, which is the only one, the only hope we got yes. for and that day so and close. that hour that no one knows but Him, you know. So, yes, uh, she's so she's, she's so uh, close to you, brother. She's married. Yes, she's got eight kids, six little girls, and two beautiful mm. little boys, my grandsons yes. and daughters, and. I would like you all them to become the good and all the Lord as Lord and Savior, you know, because it's not that I'm worrying about. I hear everybody's claiming that the Lord can come tomorrow and next week or whenever. Well, that's true, you know, but we know for a fact. Because I read my Bible all the time and I talk to my Lord. That day and that hour, nobody knows but him, you know, so, but I would like to request a prayer for my daughter. Let's do that right now. And my grandchildren, you know, so they all Father, can we... be safe, and none of them will perish, and for all the lost people that do not, do not know my Lord as Lord and Savior. Okay, let's pray, because we're going to come up on a break, okay, Ray? So I'm going to pray right now. Father, I pray for my, my brother as he is love for his daughter and grandchildren and our family is very large. His heart is very big um, and, and you know his concern for his precious daughter and we pray for her. Uh, being a part of the Roman Catholic Church, Lord, she's so very close. Uh, there's so much, um, there is so much within, the, within Catholicism that speaks of Jesus and speaks of the word and, and yet there are many things, Lord, that cloud the message there are many things like worshiping Mary and praying to saints and 
works-based salvation that, that Lord, we, would you please help her to navigate around those? Would, would you give her ears to hear her dad, not only her dad here on earth, but also her father in heaven, that, that her loyalty would not be to a church or to a man, but her loyalty would be to you, Jesus, the only mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And so, God, we just pray for the Mata family today, and we pray for their salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, brother, we're coming up on the break. Thank you, Ray. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. We first half of the show is already over. I can't believe how fast it goes by. We do have some open lines if you want to give me a call. I'd love to talk to you on the air. Uh, if not, I'll just go some text lines. Uh, but we're going to take a two-minute break or so, stretch out, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm your host today. So grateful to be here. Uh, I wasn't able to host the program yesterday. I was flying in uh, back from California because I had a special gift, and that was attending the first game of the World Series uh, at Dodger Stadium. And what an honor that was, and what a blessing. It was actually the fulfillment of a childhood dream growing up in L.A., growing up um, with the Dodgers, and always wanted to go to World Series there. Um, I was able to go to the World Series here in Colorado a few years ago, uh, which was a blessing and an honor. It was was a bummer the Rockies lost, but it was pretty cool. It was good for the city. Uh, so Pastor Sean was filling in for me yesterday. I appreciate all the work that God's doing in him at White Flag Calvary, uh, his wife Dana, and all the good things that God's using them in our community. So continue to pray for them and pray for your pastor, wherever church you go to, please, would you? It's October still, right? So it's still a, pr- a pastor's appreciation day. Uh, so appreciate your pastors. Um, pray for them. Uh, encourage them. Um, you know, make their life easy. Um you know, that it wouldn't be a burden uh, in, in their lives, uh, that, that you might be able to um, encourage them in their work, in, in what God has called your pastor to do. Uh, and so send them a note, send them an email, tell them how much you appreciate the sacrifice, seen and unseen, uh, in their lives. 303-690-3000. We're going to re- move right along with full lines. Line two is Caesar calling from Denver, Colorado. Caesar, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to see if if um, Leviticus 8, 5, um, it kind of resembles a baptism. Yes. Um, could I say that, or would that be wrong? Like, could I... Yeah, <clears throat> it's not a baptism. Um, no, it's it, not you could say it resembles. Like that, but it's a wash. Yeah, it resembles... Uh, most yeah. likely this, let me read it for the audience. It says, okay. um, uh, Moses, this is verse five, Moses announced to them, the Lord has commanded what I'm now do, going to do. And then he presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. And he clothed Aaron with the embroidered tunic and tied the sash around his waist. Uh, and, and so this probably happened there in the outer courts at the laver, the bronze laver. 
and there was a ceremonial washing, a ceremonial bath all over, uh, preparing them for the ministry. Uh, and remember uh, when the when a man would go into the temple later on um, around the temple mount there, they would uh, they would go into what's known as the mikvahs or the ritual baths. And, and they would go into the water. They would fully submerge themselves to wash off the impurities. And then they'd walk up from the mikvahs uh, to, into the Temple Mount area ceremonially cleansed. And that's what you're seeing here. Uh, it's a ceremonial cleansing for their call into ministry. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I, Great I, observation. I you know how a guy like he he testifies in himself, like his own word will testify about him. Yes. Like, and then uh, I, I would like to ask for prayer for my niece, who uh, okay. who's dating a guy who's in jail, and uh, uh, she just jumped out into the world. So I just ask that God be her teacher. Yes. And the God teaches her. And that's all Father, I ask. God teaches Father, her. Father, we pray, we pray for our brother's niece right now, and we ask, God, that you would apprehend her heart, God, and her mind. We, we don't know the mystery of how you do that. We don't know is it just, it, it, we don't know how you're working behind the scenes. Um, I was even reading today, God, there was a situation going on uh, with the king of Israel, and you were behind the scenes already preparing Elijah to bring a message to him. And he didn't even know it. And I was just encouraged today, God, that you're always working behind the scenes. Uh, you are always got something going on that we don't see and that we don't know. And we're asking God that you would uh, do that work in my brother's niece. Uh, as, as you know, um, you know what you're doing and what you're going to do in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. We're going to go back to the East Coast here, which is always good to get a call from New Jersey. It's Carlos calling in from New Jersey. Welcome to the program. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing all right. I have a question. <clears throat> On Matthew 5.17... Somebody yes. told me that we don't live by grace. There's a lie in the because Christ didn't come to destroy the laws. That means that we gotta follow the laws still, and that confused me a little. I'm I'm not really sure how to interpret Matthew five seventeen. Okay, Matthew five seventeen says this. It's Jesus speaking. Don't misunderstand why I've come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to fulfill them. And the reality of the reason why Jesus didn't come to abolish them is because they have a purpose. And if he abolished them, then the purpose of his coming would have no, no longer have definition, right? The sacrificial system was pointing to every time they brought a lamb, every time they bought a sacrifice and blood was shed, it was pointing forward to the once-for-all sacrifice that would come for Jesus. And so Jesus didn't come to undo the law. <clears throat> he came to fulfill it, right? Because you haven't fulfilled the law, and I haven't yeah. fulfilled the law. No one can fulfill the law. 
And because the law in another place, the Bible tells us that it's a schoolmaster, it teaches us something. And the thing, the most important lesson that it teaches us, besides the holiness of God and the righteousness of God, is our unholiness and our unrighteousness, that we need someone outside of ourselves to, to stand in or to live in in order to be right with God. <clears throat> and so the person that's telling you that we need to live by the law is, is not... He is not able to live by the law. Um, no. the, and, and if you choose to go back to the law, if a person choose, makes that choice, then they need to sacrifice an animal at the temple in order to be righteous. Because that's the requirement of the law. By the time Jesus came, he was the once and for all sacrifice, the Bible says, so that now by faith in him, you and I do keep the law. We keep the law by faith not by mm. trying to follow yeah. each and every little thing uh, that was given to the Jewish nation. Uh, and, and so your friend or your person that was talking to you was not telling you the truth. Uh, and they stand there uh, unrighteous and unforgiven in that kind of doctrine because they haven't asked, anytime somebody comes to you, say, well, when's the last time you sacrificed an animal for your sins? Well, yeah, where's the priest right. that sat sacrifices an animal for oh well now we have jesus well so you're telling me that jesus brought a change you know because they can't get around it so they say well no i have faith in jesus now i don't have to sacrifice and so the answer to that is so you're telling me that the death and resurrection of jesus brought a change and they're going to have to say yes and then you're going to say that's right the change that he brought was the new covenant not the old covenant it's the new covenant. There would be no need. There'd be no need for a new covenant. The Bible says if the old covenant wasn't perfected by Jesus, and so the person uh, is is not living under the reality and the truth of the scriptures. All right. Thank you very much. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Great question, Carlos. Thanks for asking. Thanks. God bless you. Have, okay, have a wonderful bye bye. Day. 303-690-3000 is the number. John from Greeley, Colorado. John, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Pastor? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, so I got a question about Halloween. I've been doing a okay. lot of research. I've celebrated it every year. And then the more I get into my faith, I feel like uh, the Spirit has been convicting me a little bit on this subject. So I started doing some research for the family and just to see if maybe it's something that we'll do. I have a son. And um, I came across some stuff from ex-Satanists that talked about how it could bring curses to your family. Um, and I know also the law and the grace, and that we're under grace, and I understand all that. So I'm just trying to get a better understanding. I'm not sure if you're following me, but I'm just like, what? what are you celebrating Halloween? And I'm sure there's a lot I, of people listening that are wondering the same thing. <laughs> yeah, as a parent, as a parent, Marie and I uh, chose not to celebrate Halloween. Uh, okay. And... We chose to. But our, we're, uh, we're choosing the same thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Take our kids to alternative nights. We chose to to uh, give out candy with tracks in order. So when you say participate, you know what I mean. What I mean by that in my mind is I'm not going to celebrate Halloween for what it is. I'm not going to put things in my front yard. I'm not going to celebrate death. I think it's. I think it's one of the most. Um, horrific holidays if you want to even call it a holiday because it's not a holy day it's one of the most horrific days when people are making light of death like it's not an enemy like it's just some oh. goofy thing and with zombies and things and and so i i chose 
I chose not to celebrate. Um, but I have to say that at the same time, I want to give room for parents that say, hey, we just want to dress up or we want to let our kids dress up. Hey, look, I'm not going to stand on judgment on that. Um, they do it between them and the Lord. Our kid, you know, kids dress up in our basement and they, they, they dress up. So if you, you feel like, well, it's okay if my kids dress up in something wholesome, you're, you're not going to go to hell for that. Um, you're not going to become a Satanist for that. Your kids aren't going to become Satanists. Um, you're not going to be involved in witchcraft or wickedness or, um, you know, so whatever you would like a curse being put on you. No, none of that's going to happen. The door for, 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 you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So my question, are you opening the door for that? I'm not saying you'll be a Satanist or go to hell. I agree. Well, well, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. If your daughter dresses up like princess Ariel, is she opening herself up to the devil? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so, especially w- within the context of our of our family seeking the Lord. Um, you know, I made a I, I made a stand that we weren't going to celebrate, but we took our kids to alternative things at the church. Uh, we yeah. took our kids to concerts. We we have an alternative thing at our church because, as far as I'm concerned, I want to go down in life as trying to reach kids, and not I, I don't want to go down in life as a man of God. I don't want our church. I don't want to train our church to go down in life as legalistically cursing the darkness. The darkness is pretty clear. Halloween, in and of itself, is pretty clear what it is. So instead of cursing the darkness, we want to turn on the light, uh, and we want to put gospel messages into kids' hands. We want to put um, images in their minds that. Uh, man, that church, that little building, we had a fun puppet show there, or we got to see a petting zoo there for free, you know? So everybody has their own conscience and their own line. Um, but but as far as celebrating Halloween, I don't, I don't, I'm not celebrating Halloween. Okay, that's basically where, this, that's exactly how I feel. So that's, do you know if Jeff um, out here with Calvary is doing anything on Halloween? I, I, I had looked. I, I don't know. I haven't been listening. They usually put stuff at the end, but just go to their website. I'm sure. I'm sure they've got it. I got info up on their website. What is the website again? Do you know, babe? CalvaryChurch.com. Uh, no, it's going to be. Let's see. I'll look it up here. It's going to be Calvary. Let's see here. Oh, this search engine has not been cooperating with me today. So let me go here. Uh, Calvary Greeley is CalvaryChapelGreeley.com. Got it. Great, man. I really Here, I'm going to click it. it. Here, while, while you're on the air, let me just click it and see if they have anything up there. Okay. Uh, great, enter great. the website. Another question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, we'll talk. I don't see anything. Uh, wor- there's this worship that's um, happening on Tuesday in Loveland. Okay. It's that Point Church. And if there's anybody that we just we just worship for like two hours, so if there's nice. anybody that ever wants to go worship, it's at City Point in Loveland, Colorado, at the Outlet Mall. So I figured. Okay, so that in this. give them uh, give them the location again. It's a uh, City Point um, where the Outlet Malls are, where the uh, uh-huh. Nike Outlet, right in Sumterra in Loveland, Colorado, City Point okay. Church. Cool. Yeah, you can't miss it. Uh, the, the way you spell it is C I T I. O-I-N-T-E. Okay. Thank you Great. for that. Great. Hey, there's nothing up on their website, so just go to their website and call them. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I go there every Wednesday, so I'll probably go see okay. them and ask. 
I awesome. appreciate Thanks, it, man. Pastor. See you later. God bless. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's see where we ha- got here. Ben is calling from Fort Morgan, Colorado. Ben, oh, welcome hello, to the program. Pastor Ed. Hello? Um, I was just calling for uh, like a prayer request, but I, I okay. wanted to tell you, uh, well, you know, I've, I've been saved for quite a while now, maybe over six years. And I, after I got saved, well, you know, I um, just started living for the Lord, you know, because when you live for the Lord, you know, you just want to go because the power is there, you know. And, and uh, I became the bus driver at uh, Platte Valley Baptist Church here in Fort Morton, Colorado. My pastor is uh, Pastor uh, Shannon Monday, and he's a good pastor. He, I mean, he's the one that led me to the Lord and stuff. And I wouldn't know the Lord right now, and I would be lost without him. And, wow. and Pastor Monday led me to him, you know. And I appreciate the, that because he's my pastor. But I got into a wreck in that van. Uh, I'd been going, running the kids for like a year or so, and I, some guy pulled out in front of me, and uh, me, using his son goes with me. But that day was raining, and uh, I don't know why his son couldn't go, but my wife and my granddaughter went with me, and we were okay. going to brush, and uh, speed limit 55 miles an hour. I was going uh, east, and a guy pulled out in front of me going 55, and we hit him. And then people flew out of the window, and my wife and my granddaughter, they got hurt. My wife got hurt the most, and I got hurt too. And I recovered, and my granddaughter recovered. But my wife, she still can't get on her knees and stuff, and she really never really recovered from it. But they're, they're still working on her. But uh, our our church, our insurance from uh, our church, they it's called Church Neutral. And uh, them people there, they won't pay our bills. They don't want to pay my wife's hospital bills. They don't want to pay nothing. They don't want to help us. And uh, we I ha- we had to get, you know, I didn't want to get a lawyer because when you get saved, you know, you don't sue people. And uh, we had to get a lawyer because they were, I was, like, in the credit bureau and everything. And I, I owed all kinds of money, and they were wanting to take money from my job where I was working and stuff. And so we got this lawyer and stuff. Well, my... My pastor, I haven't really talked to him about this. I haven't been back to church. And uh, I haven't really talked to him about what the insurance company has been doing to us. But they were trying to call my wife a liar, and they were making it go through all these tests where they check if you are a liar and stuff. And, uh, you know, for being a young Christian, I just couldn't understand that that was happening to me, you know. But being that I have good friends from the church, you know, uh, I, I have a friend named Alice and. Hey, uh, brother, helped, brother. Hey, Ben, it, Ben, and, Ben, and, um, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's stop all the let's stop all the details and let's just pray. So, what would you okay, like to thanks. pray for? I would I would like to pray for my wife so she could get healed, yes. you know, her knees and yes. our bills to get paid. Okay, and it's okay if you need to get an attorney in order mm-hmm. to bring about justice. Uh, what, yeah. what is believed a justice? Um, it's okay, but mm-hmm. listening to you as you're describing it. You, it sounds like you do need to speak to your pastor. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going. Back, I'm, I'm going to go see my pastor this, this Sunday. Okay, I got to go back to church. Uh, it's uh, like I said. We have a friend that comes, and and it's just killing me not to be there at church. I miss yeah. the going Good. to church. All right, Father, I pray for my brother Ben as he um, is facing this trial, and even as a newer believer, having to deal with um, the reality of of his of his difficulty and trying to process it. Um, I can understand how hard that would be. And we do pray, God, that medical bills could be paid for. Uh, we don't know all the details to the situation. We're not a part of it. We don't have the 
uh, information that's available, uh, and and yet we do know, Lord, that you are a God of justice. Uh, you are a God that wants to bring about things of equity, and you want to use even difficulties to draw us closer to you uh, and to increase our faith. And And so I just pray for him, Lord. I pray for his wife and her body, that she would heal up, and God, that, that equity and justice would be taking place and that relationships would be rebuilt. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's move on to Lois on line number one. Lois, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed, how are you? Good, how are you? I am blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, just like you. But I, okay. I need your prayers. It's uh, October again, and I'm a returning client of yours. And so once again in the workplace, they're doing their little ritual, and I just need your prayer. Um, okay. It's, they're trying to be conservative and keep it within their own binny, if you would, but on my way out the door, I mean, they're spending so much time decorating sure. for this event, I I had to, I, I lost it, and I said, you know, I wish you'd spend a lot more time um, decorating for Christmas and honoring your father, and I walked out. Yeah, you know, it's a challenge to communicate the to communicate the love of God in a in a in a world that is into so many other things, and so I'm going to pray for you, uh, and I'm also going to pray that you would have the that God would give you the words uh, that could plant seeds in some of these um, co-workers and decorating. So, Father, I pray for my sister Lois uh, as it is that time of the year, and you know, a lot of decoration, a lot of parties, a lot of things that. You know, we, we shouldn't be surprised um, by what the world does and how they do it. Um, we, we don't have to be happy about it, that's for sure. We don't have to be agreeable or approve. But God, I pray for Lois that you would give her the words and the ability to communicate in her workplace what the love of the Father really looks like and sounds like. And, and yet, also tempering the frustration level that she has and the difficulty that she faces. Uh, and... And, you know, it's become uh, such a corporate money-making event that that's really what it amounts to. And, and I know how sickening uh, I get to my stomach, God, when I, I see the, the tombstones and the glorifying of death on, on, in my neighborhood, you know, and um, death isn't pretty. And it's not something to, to pretend to like or be funny about. And uh, a, lot of wor- a lot of people walking around grieving and hurting because of death. And so, Lord, we just pray that you'd turn the light on in a very difficult uh, night for many believers, and that we would be careful in our own hearts, God, to um, that we'd be careful to walk in wisdom, gentle as doves, wise as serpents, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, let's move on to line number two is Lisa. Lisa's calling in from Jackson, let's see here, Jackson, Mississippi. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I just had um, one question. Is that I relocated back here from Castle Rock, and 
I was just wondering if there were, if you knew or how I could look up maybe some a church that was comparable to Calvary Chapel in this area. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up for you right now while we're talking. Uh, if I and can spell I have, Mississippi I right, a, <laughs> right, Jackson, Mississippi, and I have a prayer request also. Okay, there is a Calvary Chapel in in Pearl, Mississippi. Okay. Mm-hmm. And his, uh, the pastor's name is Trent Allen. And let's see if I can get a phone number here. Uh, yes, let me see. The phone number is... Oh, man, it wants me to call. I'm, I'm calling him right now by accident. Okay, let's not do that. Um, let's see. Let me give you the website. Let's see okay. here. Uh, it's calvarychapeljackson.net. Okay. Calvary Chapel. Oh, here's the phone number, 601. Okay. 932. Okay. 9673. Okay. Got it. Perfect. It's like uh, six miles from you. Yes. Great. Yes, I know where Pearl is, so it's not far at all. Great. Okay, I have a prayer request. I have called a couple. I've called a couple of times, and I've just um, had some job issues where I didn't know if I should take a job or not. And I, uh, the job here that I ended up taking is a demotion because I took this job instead of the promotion because I asked, and we got you. I think it was you, but one of you guys prayed with me about show me which one to take because my husband was ill and felt like we needed to come back home. And God definitely slammed the door to stay there within two days of this. So I came home, and I'm, I'm good with doing the devotion of the job and everything. And then I get here, and two weeks later, I'm offered two promotions of the job that I didn't get up there. So it was just God telling me to come home. And now I just need the same thing to happen again with which one is the better one for my husband and I. And okay. prayer for that. All right, let's do that. Father, I pray for my sister in this new season of her life, and you know the kind of wisdom that she needs. Uh, you know uh, with these large decisions, God, we're, we're in need of, uh, you know, we're in need of your, the ability for you to lead us and guide us uh, and, and help us in what's before, you know, what, what the next step is. So I just pray, Lord, all the way from uh, Jackson, Mississippi, that you would be with my sister Lisa, and that as she's seeking you, you say to come to you, to knock, to seek, and to ask. And that's what we're doing. We're knocking, seeking, and asking that you might give wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, let us know how it goes. Yes. Goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call, the number for tomorrow, because we're just about out of time. Let's go ahead and grab line one is Jerry from Aurora. Jerry, you got 30 seconds. Pastor Ed, I just wanted to tell you thank you and encourage you in the Lord, and you keep doing what you're doing. You, uh, I listen to you every day. You've been a hey, right on. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, bro. All right. God bless you, sir. Bye-bye. Hey, we're coming up on the end of the show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for praying us for here, praying for us here at Grace FM. Uh, for many of you that support the station uh, financially, thank you, thank you. Um, there's a lot of a lot of responsibility that comes with the station. Uh, is if you want to support uh, the work of Grace FM, just go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com. There's a donate button there. You can even set it up to regularly donate if that's from the Lord for you. 
Uh, we're not a corporation. We, we don't, we're just a church that's been given the, the stewardship over these radio stations. And if, if, something, if, if it's something you like and the Lord's been blessing you through Grace FM, uh, we could appreciate, we could sure use and appreciate the support financially. Uh, and you can do that at gracefm.com. Uh, so thanks, guys, for, uh, for calling in. And um, let, let the, the Lord be your strength uh, and your encouragement. Uh, give, give, him your, give him your undivided attention today. Uh, remember what Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it useful again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You're the light of the world, like a city on a mountain, glowing in the light of the world, uh, glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on a stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Hey, we're in a series on, on our weekend services Saturday night at 6, Sunday at 8.45 and 10.45 called Help for the Troubled Heart. We're in study number three. We invite you out to Calvary Aurora. Got plenty of room for you. Hey, come Saturday night or first service. Um, that's where the most of the room is going to be. Uh, second service is pretty full uh, at 10.45. But we'll make room for you. Come on out. Let us. We'd be privileged to serve you uh, and encourage you. You can listen live online. God bless you guys. Have a great day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.